You're listening to the Illos Toes Podcast, the podcast that at least hopes gets your engine revving. Hello again, listeners, subscribers, viewers, sometimes, and people catching us for the first time. With you as always on Top Toes. And I'm your co-host, Annie, and this is the Odo's Toes podcast. Yes, Annie, Annie the Fourth. Uh, did you just recently become queen of something? You've got a uh, Roman numeral after your name now. Well, you our, know. To our Instagram followers. <laughs> you know, there was just, uh, I mean, what, the, everybody has a two, three, four, five, six behind their name, and I was just like. What's a better way? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's unique, though, because it's, it's not a numeral. It's IV. I like it. I hey, went the I opposite did, way. I stuck an S in somewhere in the middle of it. <laughs> I did catch, um, you know, in, in last week's episode uh, where you and um, Molly, Molotov cocktail, right? Is that what Yeah, we, we call her Molly. It's yeah, um, shortening, yeah. Uh, where, you know, you gave me a plug and you were like, any cutie the fourth roman number four and i was like you know do you know how many people are not gonna get that they're gonna like what roman they're gonna type out the word roman numeral just because <laughs> i thought I if mean... i said any underscore cutie underscore iv well yeah they would read it correctly but then that sounds like you're some sort of drug addict you know well no i was thinking you know what without even realizing that somebody could take that because we talk about me being in the medical field Oh, yeah. Right? So I was like, well, it's got multiple purposes. It's fine. Um, All right. I'm sure I'll change it eventually, but, you know, thanks yeah, for the shout-out. Yeah, you, like you get 90 days, and then you can change your screen name again. It's yeah. all good. So, so um, uh, yeah, before we run away on our own, we've got uh, someone on hold here with us. Uh, joining us from the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, we are happy to have um, our new friend and uh, hopefully expert in some fields here. Uh, Eric, welcome aboard. Thank you, Annie. Top Toast, thank you for having me. How are you guys I, doing today? I really like the E-Rock because, you know, my initials an E, so I'm like, E-Rock, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I thought about, I, I stuttered for a second because he said, oh, we can call him Eric because it's easy. And I'm like, I think if I announced him as E-Rock, I would have had more energy. So do you want to try it again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Welcome I'm sure we're to fine. E-Rock. Yay! <laughs> right? No, we're not one of those podcasts with sound effects. Sorry. No, it's <laughs> certainly not the obnoxious air horn. <laughs> but but welcome, E-Rock. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Um, I know that I've been trying to get you on for what feels like months already. And it's our been- schedule's... No, it's um, been quite a while to to get my get our schedules synchronized for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then I, in the middle of it was the Great Purge, so then we all had to just find a way to reconnect because we were all losing pages and couldn't find each other. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember half of the people that I. I mean, I'm sure I'm not following a third of the amount of people that I was following, and I hope no one feels that I've unfollowed them. You know, I hope that you know people realize that pages are dropping like fucking flies everywhere so um <clears throat> so i try to keep it any so that everybody any, everybody can search for me regardless of how many pages i go through so mm. but um but coordinating two people is bad enough three people shit and we're all in different time zones it gets crazy so um thanks so much seriously seriously thank you so much i'm ex- 
especially grateful to Mr. Iraq here because I have so many fucking questions about pedal pumping. I, I am just so glad that we could find ourselves somebody that we could say, do you think you can explain why pedal pumping turns you on and didn't say, uh, I don't know. Because that's what, <laughs> what we get. I, we I know it's my popular in the scene and no one knows why it is. I'm sorry, Iraq. What did you say? I'll I'll do my best to answer everything I can can for you guys. All right. So before the, we actually start ask, asking you questions, what do you want to tell us about you? Who who's Eric, aka Rock? If I can speak, who's Eric, aka Rock? I'm a, I'm a I am a mature adult. I've been around for uh, say 50 years. So pedal pumping was something I kind of discovered as a is more like a discovery by accident before it actually became anything or it had a brand or had a name to it. Um, uh, the E-Rock, the rock portion is I'm usually solid as a rock. I'm there for my friends and I, I do everything I can to help out. So E-Rock. Yeah. It's a glutton for punishment sometimes too, but it's okay. I was thinking you were totally going to go like, the cool route, like the super cool guy route, which is like, because I fucking love rock and roll, you know, or <laughs> my dick is hard as a rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly his rap name. I didn't know which one was going to happen. Right, right, exactly. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, sorry, but, rock... one. but uh, my my history, I think, started probably in preschool. Um, there was a picture of me and one of the teachers. We were sitting on the back porch. She was wearing the, the Dr. Scholl's wooden exercise sandals. How, how they ever what? got away with calling those exercise sandals is beyond me. But yes, as a, as a child of the 70s, I do remember them fondly. All right. Yeah, well, as a child of the 80s and 90s, like explain, to, explain that to us. Uh, geriatric millennials and <laughs> gen, you know, uh, YZs, what the fuck that means. <laughs> so, um, so real quick, the, there's a picture of me and this teacher, and I, the picture shows me staring at her, Dr. Schultz. No, and, really? Really. And I've, I've been meaning to go back to my, my parents' house to get the old photo albums. So I can scan that picture in <laughs> before it fades away to oblivion because it's a color Polaroid. Oh my God. Yeah. It's already probably orange and green. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably faded pretty well, but the, the Dr. Scholl's exercise sandals, they became exercise because when you walk in them, you have to put, use your toes to add pressure. Otherwise your foot's going to slip out. And as you add, as your toes add pressure to the bottom or to the front of the of the clog, you're you're exercising your toe muscles, your ankles, and your calves. Oh my God, he knows the reason why they're called the exercise sandal. That's beautiful. And they um, also they also have excuse me they also have um, um, arch support. So if you have like flat feet and you wear them, they will eventually help rebuild your arches. So for anyone who can't picture this sandal, um, 
they are a solid carved, well, not carved, obviously, but a solid block of wood as Bal- the bottom. Yeah, balsa. Um, it's it's it, wood's a soft wood. It and has a certain contour to it and the thinnest piece of rubber just so you don't slip and fly everywhere. And then yeah. it's an inverted kind of carve on the top so that it gives you that arch support. A very maybe two and a half inch wide leather band goes across the top of your foot from there, which has this really <laughs> odd and unique snap buckle thing. Okay, and that's so, the whole I was thinking more like like a geisha. Uh, um, it is sort of right. It would be an evolution of the sabot, which is yeah, the wooden geisha shoes, except it does not have a thong between your toes. It is just a simple strap across the top of the foot. <laughs> So now the way I'm looking at it is I have a pair exactly like those, except they're mules. They're high heels. Yeah. yeah. It's basically a flat mule with a, yeah. you're standing on an inch and a half of wood with a thin rubber, thin rubber sole, which wears away quickly. And, and when, when that rubber sole is gone, you, you're going to be heard all over the place. It's one of the best sounds ever. Uh, oh yeah. The hardwood. Dr. Scholl's against a hardwood floor. You can pick that out at a quarter mile. Yes. It's one of my favorite sounds. I, I actually was able to procure several pairs of the vintage styles. Um, I Just so you know, I, I am married. And my wife loved them. But for whatever reason, she said her feet hurt from them. And she threw them away. And I was very upset, to say the no. least. <laughs> The other thing is, as a sandal, there's because it is just that that two inch strip across the the instep. They expose ninety eight percent of the foot. There's there's like four and a half flip flop seems to cover more. Like you know, you look at your foot on that thing, and because it's got the high arch in it, you're just about looking at a naked foot. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't use your toe your toes your toe muscles to keep your foot in in this exercise sandal, your feet are going to slide around. So that's where the exercise part kind of comes in play. And if you wear if you wear stockings with them, you, you're Which they did in the seventies. They did. You really got a workout, I'm sure. So you're gripping, right? Your toes oh, are gripping. Your yep. toes are are pushing for dear life because. Now you're in the 70s, you're wearing nylons with a sandal, and you're only standing on wood with a piece of leather across the top. Oh, Jesus. Nothing is gripping anything. Uh, yeah, so exactly. foot muscle position is the only thing keeping these damn things on your feet as you go thunk, 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 thunk down the hallway. Yes. All right. So, Iraq, there's a picture of you staring at your teacher's sandals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Now, at the time, did you realize that you had a foot fetish? So your pedal pumping fetish. First of all, let's clear that out. Let's get that out of the way. You do have a pedal pumping fetish, yes? I do. Okay. But it it started as a foot fetish. It or started, is it a shoe fetish? I would probably say a combination of the two. Um, a foot and a shoe together creates a different a different vision. So by themselves, they're great, but together for me, it's perfection. And for whatever reason, it's, it's just kind of stuck with me since I was very young. My, 
you know, my, my mom really never wore any fancy shoes. She was a, she was a housewife, but my aunt would come over all the time. She was a banker and she would always be dressed up and I would sit there and look at her shoes. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why. So when did you realize, at what age did you realize, like, oh shit, like, feet are, these feet in these shoes are making me horny. Like, I'm getting turned on by them. And when did you start feeling like you were sexualizing them? Well, prior to that, before I answer that, the okay. as I got older, the, the neighbors, uh, a couple doors down, they were from um, Argentina. So... They would have the mom, then my friend's mom would always dress nicely, and she had the Dr. Scholl's exercise sandals, she had high heeled espadrilles, and they also had a, a, a Volkswagen transporter or the bus. And we would go, I would go to their house, you know, for a week for to get a ride to school and get picked up, and then it'd be my mom's turn to do that. And I we'd sit in the back of the bus and I would watch. Um, my friend's mom fight to start that bus. Mm. And depending Talking on about like a 60s, 70s, yeah, four so, on the four on the floor suicide shift, the insanely long pedal throws. Sorry, I'm a car guy too. Yes, I I, <laughs> I know I those vehicles car. very well. Yeah, and it had the it had the the floor mount pedal, it had the the pedestal pedals that come up. And that is my thing, even to this day. And it's very rare to even find those. But for the most part, I would watch her fight to get this car started early in the morning. And once it was running, she'd rev it up and we'd head off to school. It was, you know, about a 10-minute drive. And coming back home, it was just just kind of – I didn't understand it at the time. It was very exciting to watch her, you know, wear these these – wear these awesome looking shoes to me because it was different from what I was used to seeing. And she just fight with that, with that bus the whole time. Like and what age, what age was this, Eric? It, well, they moved in. It was about, I was third grade. So I'd probably say like 10, nine or 10, 10. Yeah. nine, 10 ish, something like that. Okay. And, you know, as a, just growing up, my, my, I, I was I was more into mechanical stuff growing up. My my father was a uh, was worked for the phone company, so there's a lot of tools, a lot of a lot of fixing and stuff. And I I, I developed a love for cars because we we would go work on the cars and things like that on weekends. So I developed a thing for cars. And as time moved on, it's like okay, um, I can't drive yet, but I I enjoyed going to school with the neighbor <laughs> she, she just she just had no problems driving with driving that bus with the heels on they had a an old amc javelin and right. so the clutch had the the bar and there's an indent in the carpet of where the bar would would just like be planted because when you're stuck in traffic at the time you push the clutch in you didn't put it in neutral and let the clutch out People would leave the clutch pedal pushed to the floor, put it in gear, and wait to go. So that car had a lot of a lot of memories for me too. And the, the days we would drive in the Javelin, it would be the same thing. She'd wear her Dr. Scholl's exercise sandals or she would wear espadrilles. And it's like, oh my God, that's just a memory. There I, you are what back backseat opposite side, backseat passenger side for that 
view over yeah. the tunnel. <laughs> yep. Javelin's a javelin. A javelin. Javelin's a, a hot car. It was at the time. Muscle car, right? It was. Yeah, or it was. was. That was AMC's answer to almost their answer to like the SS. It was a yes, yes. I, I don't I, know what the SS is. The the Super Chevy. Uh, it was the the Super Sport Nova. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay, I know what a Nova is. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, wow, okay. is, is, is we're gonna get some on. car hate comparing those two, but you know, you know, I, I'm with you, Top Toes. I fully agree with you. <laughs> but time moved on, and you know. Going through high school, you know, they the neighbors moved, and you're, I'm in high school now. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, cheerleaders! Oh, look at the legs! Look at the stockings! Tennis shoes? Eh, never really yeah. did much. That's the way I it, felt too. It's like I wanted to make it to the cheerleaders' locker room, not to <laughs> see them change, just just to get to the point of them, you know, kicking off the the, the big chunky sneakers and. So I'm in high yeah. school in the 90s, and they got to those sneakers that started to have the almost platform rubber sole on them. The all oh, ba- Yeah, those are back in style right now. Like yeah. super thick, like a double. There was there was a brand, and I I, I want to say it was um, Converse, but it wasn't like the All-Stars, but it where you had like a little this plastic piece that you slid in that colorized your logo to match your team. Oh, that sounds familiar. I don't yeah. remember that at all. Yeah, that's 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 creating recreating some brain cells for me now. Yeah, I think I think E Rock and I are closer in age than any I, or right about the opposites of each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, going through, going through right, high school. So you're in high school, cheerleaders. Oh, cheerleaders. The it it was. I knew I liked. Um, women's shoes. I like the high heels. I like the design of it. I, I just knew that. And I'd always look, you know, I didn't really, at the young age, you really didn't get a hard on or anything, but it was like, Ooh, look at that. And it was more, probably more of just the design or how do you walk in those type thing? And then, you know, curiosity starts to kick in and over time you get to high school and it's like, Oh, the, the girls are, dressed up they're in pantyhose short skirts high heels and it's like wow what of what whoa you know it's just a huge change of change of age for me and the pedal pumping never really kicked in at the time it was more of just admiring what they were wearing shoes and, and shoes the nylons you know and i was in uh 12th grade, I got a job at a gas station uh, pumping gas. Ooh, and, cars. <laughs> you know, working on working on cars and um, just light stuff, pumping gas. And this is when full serve existed. So right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Full serve comes well, you, along. Well, you got your gas before you paid. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. Not only that, somebody pumped it. You know, Now that's exactly. relegated to uh, New Jersey and Oregon only. Yes. Yes, definitely. But I, the pedal pumping started to wake up for me from that job. And it was more of a surprise because I couldn't figure out why I kind of felt excited if I would bring a customer home and she happened to be 
a woman. She was, you know, off work and, you know, dressed up. We would have them drive home. One of us would then drive the car back. Well, the one, the one thing that got it for me was there was a, a customer and she had a Ford Ranger pickup, which were pretty new at the time. And she was dressed up in, in like skorts, I guess, the, the short, the skirts, but were actually shorts. She had pantyhose on. She had like three inch pumps and we had to drive for a good 20 minutes. She lived far away. And I was just watching her shift the gears and just work the pedals. We were chatting and I kept finding my eye leaning down to the lower left corner, <laughs> watching her work those pedals with, it, it was, it was like, it was like a symphony. She had it down pat, shifted perfectly. And next thing you know, my hand goes in my pocket because I was starting to feel weird. <laughs> to say the least. And I had to hide that. Right. And we finally got <laughs> home and we got to her home and she got out and she goes, take care of my baby. It's like, don't worry, I will. And I watched her walk up into her house and I drove back thinking, oh my God, oh my God, what happened to me? And for one, I fell in love with the Ford Ranger. I, I actually own one. But <laughs> you managed it, to find it, one in a five-speed? It's a five-speed four-wheel drive, 1993, and uh, I, I just—it was like, oh my god! I'm working at this gas station, and I, you know, you wait on some women or you know, girls, young girls, older women. Not all of them wear heels or dress up because they're just day-to-day type people. And next thing you know, I start seeing that more often. It's like, oh my god, I'm paying attention to this now. And it just started, things just started to click for me. It's like, oh my God, that really excites me. And I would think, I'd go home and think, I'm weird. I'm supposed to like boobies. I'm supposed to like like butts or a pretty face. It's like, I don't care about that. I care about their feet. I care about the shoes. I care about the legs. What's wrong with me? And for many, many, many years, I thought there was something really wrong with me because I wasn't part of the mainstream thing that a guy is supposed to admire about a woman. Right. So at this point, you're not even hearing, you're not even understanding the term foot fetish. You're not hearing the, the sort of blowback that that has in that era. You're just realizing you're not keying in on the things that, you know, mainstream America tells you you should be keying in on. See, but who's, who who are we to say what anyone is supposed to like? Like, who's supposed to say that? Like, I, I that drives me crazy. And I know it's so normal because we've all lived through it on many different, you know, aspects of our life. But, but it makes me sad that you'd go home and think, fuck, like, I'm not normal because I like this very, that which could be a very innocent thing. Now, just give me a moment here to read you the definition of pedal pumping, right? And this is like in, in many different websites, this is the definition that pops up. Pedal pumping can be considered a fetish. It can also be regarded as a form of ASMR that brings a pleasant, relaxing feeling to the viewer without a sexual element. Whether a fetish or ASMR sub- subgenre, 
It is an interest in feet pumping pedals, car pedals, sewing pedals, piano pedals, etc. The most popular form of pedal pumping is done with cars. So the vocabulary of this page reflects that. Um, okay, and then it goes on. It goes on about how pedal pumping can be confused for a foot fetish and vice versa. Um, because the feet are predominantly used for operating the pedals. But also, some people enjoy the hands operating the pedals. And then this, this particular page uh, goes on to describe the many different types of pedal pumping that people like. Um, so when I hear pedal pumping... I used to just understand it to be that somebody gets turned on by the pumping of the pedals. Like it didn't matter like what was, what else was going around it. It was just the actual act of pumping the pedals, like driving around pumping the pedals. But then top toes and miss bliss introduced me to the whole damsel in distress thing, which I never thought of because on a regular day, I am not a damsel in distress. Um, and nor is Miss Bliss. We have to fake this for a video. <laughs> well, you know, she's more of a princess than I am, so we're just gonna leave it there. Oh. But, um, I, but also, like, I, there are so many things, like, I didn't think of, like, recently, right? Top Toes, you guys, like, lit the light bulb in my head that there were some people that. The, the pedal pumping goes is directly attached to um, CBT. Yep. Right? Because people like, you know, picture the foot pressing the pedal. They, they, it's this whole phallic thing where they think it's the penis. I don't know. Like, I never occurred to me why. I don't know. But I just thought it was like the sound of the car, the pumping of the pedal, and then the beauty of the foot, like, kind of angled into it. I think um, there's a ton of different variances on it. And then even when you go to the automotive, I know some people, some people ha actually don't want to, and we, you brought her up, but the, and this is my experience as, as her videographer, some people didn't want Miss Bliss to use her own car because she drives a manual, it's three pedal, and they only want to see two. And I, I want to, <gasps> after the break, ask Eric if, if it's three pedal or, or die. Um, <laughs> and then our good friend, Lady Citra, you made me realize that all of her piano videos are actually pedal pump. And I never even thought it that way. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're going to pose all these questions, let them ruminate on the break. And then we're just going to give the floor back to Eric to give us his opinion on the whole lot of it. So excited. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, before the break, Annie had laid out a whole bunch of different ideas about uh, pedal pumping. And I had thrown <laughs> in a couple things myself. And now we want Eric Erock to help us uh, define and qualify in his own mind and quantify and... Um, and the problem is we also spent like 25 minutes bullshitting with each other on the break as we always do. So <laughs> that's this, how you know this reminder, <laughs> you just listened to a 30 second ad, but we need to remind ourselves where we were. So um, without further ado, what do you need to tell us about this, Eric? 
I need to figure out where I left off. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a question for you. Can I just start with that? Questions Please. are good. They're yeah. direct. All right. So, so, um, your version of, I guess your, your, your best, your ideal pedal pumping, is it the damsel in distress or is it just the actual pumping of the pedals? So there's different genres or things people would like under the pedal pumping genre itself. Um, the damsel in distress is more like a story. Um, it could sometimes even qualify as an ASMR if it's done correctly. And there's a few videos out there in, in the internet that, that are damsel in distress based and they're actually pretty good. Um, me personally, I'm more into uh, driving type of uh, pedal pumping. Got it. Okay. So, I, so, got it. So, so revving, revving the. No, no. I, I, as a, someone with a mechanical car background, I like to see revving, but it, it, it just kind of doesn't do as much as just regular driving down the road, getting caught in traffic, watching yeah. pedal action watching somebody, a, a woman, for instance, just kind of struggle in traffic with heels on or just struggling Le the car legit, going. Legitimate the live drive, nothing staged, exactly how it goes kind of thing. As yeah. a videographer, I've had so much trouble putting that together because depending on the car and the, the way car, modern car cockpits are, because they're more the it's the so hard to... yeah. I'm sorry, Iraq is trying to say something and I can't hear. Oh, I'm what sorry. I, I was just saying the lighting is an issue as well. I I I actually was a uh, uh, um, a content creator back in the in the 2012 to 2014. My best friend granted me a bucket list wish, and we created quite a few videos, mainly of driving. And we did pretty well at the time. She got burned out from it, and I can't even mention it to her today. She refuses to talk about it. Aww. Well, that's a, lot of, a lot of the recordings she did, she did on her own. And she, we would, she'd strap a camera to her leg. And, you know, it was, I understand. I always thought it would be easy. Just put a camera, you know, down in the footwell and record. It's a lot more than that. And she she was a trooper for a few years, so I, I understand the concept of making a driving video. You can hit a bump in the road, and the camera goes sideways, and you're not going to know it because you're focusing on the road. Mm. Right. But yeah, but, but it, pedal it's, pumping itself, that you got your revving, which is which is nice in its own. If it, if it's a if it's like a muscle car or a car with a loud muffler, a loud exhaust, it's awesome to hear it. It's awesome to see the pedal being pushed down, a nice sexy high heel doing the work. Um, cranking, I'm not a fan of it myself, but everyone, you'll never, in the pedal pumping genre, you'll never have anybody who will be perfectly happy. It doesn't exist. Everybody has their thing, and their thing is the only thing. And so what's your thing? I was going to say, what is your thing? Yes, exactly. My, my thing is driving. Just driving. regular 
regular sit in the passenger seat driving. I'm not, you know, revving's okay here and there, but I I prefer just to watch the pedal action and, and the foot action and, and driving the, in what in what type of shoe. So my my personal favorite is wedge heels. Um, okay. There's nothing wrong with a stiletto, but a wedge heel to me is the ultimate sexiest shoe. And so in the first segment, you described with near poetry um, the operation of a clutch and, and, and perfect shifts. And, you know, there was a bit of uh, inflection in your voice that implied. So for you, does it have to be a manual transmission? You know, I, I prefer it, but sometimes beggars can't be choosy. So a good a good two pedal car, you know, if it if 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 the driver's kinda into it, it sets the tone for the ride. If the driver's not really into it and they just wanna get there quick, it's just it'll set the, a different tone and it's kind of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. But with a three pedal car you know, to, unfortunately, today not there's not very many of them. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer that cars like Porsche and Ferrari and help Bugatti now and Maserati should not be available in two two pedal varieties. Unfortunately, we are in the minority, and no one knows how to drive stick anymore. So everything. Yeah, I fully agree. It, it broke my heart when. When poor, the Porsche the Porsche 911 went from pedestal floor mount pedals to um, hanger pedals, it broke my heart to see that. Oh. And Ooh, guy, yeah. it, it, I have we have a video of that that I took with my my friend Bridget. Oh and my God. Remind, it, a friend of mine had a 77 Targa with the pedestal pedals the dog leg shifter with first at the bottom. Um, oh, wow. And I think I was the only one of his friends who could actually drive it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I have to admit, I, I kind of regretted the day that car was sold. Just, just because <laughs> it was just, I, when I go visit, it's like, Oh my God, there it is. But so, it hey, Rock- hmm? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna move I was just gonna ask you another question, but if you were in the middle of it, I'm so sorry. No, just nostalgia, that's all. Go ahead, Annie. <laughs> well, I was just gonna just ask if you do consider it to be a foot fetish. I I consider pedal pumping to be multiple fetishes because at the time, you know, when you when when I started developing this this fetish there was no name for it. The name was you're weird and you're in the minority. <laughs> so with the advent of the internet, you now had uh, news groups and I'm dating myself, but the mm. news groups had a, a, a news group called uh, alt.sex.fetish. Yep. And all sorts of everything on the planet started in there. And as long as you could keep up, you learned a lot that you are not alone. And mm. I learned I was not alone. And uh, then you, all dot binaries dot sex dot fetish was better because your scraper got only pictures. 
Yep, you used uh, UU encode, UU decode. <laughs> yes, indeed. We've had yeah. uh, some episodes where we tried to explain the, this uh, ancient uh, internet to people. Yeah, it's I I I still have the programs, but I wouldn't remember how to use it without staring at it for a while. But another oh, news group came up: alt.sex.fetish.feet, and now everything opened up in my head. It's like, I'm not weird. I just have a liking for feet versus boobs. <laughs> boobs are nice. I have no problems looking at them, but I prefer a woman's foot. I think beauty starts in the bottom and works way up. From feet, shoes also help encapsulate that. And then I nylons just helped cement it in. And then the legs just brought everything together. So it's like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not weird. Although a lot of other people would think so. I'm not weird. There's a million other people who think the same way I do. We now have a definition of this fetish. And a lot of other websites started to grow from that. Um, They're gone now, but the, the one I remember vividly is in the feet of the night.com. Oh my and God. Yes. A pedal pumping uh, um, topic was brought up and we, uh, unfortunately, I hate to say it this way, but nobody knew what pedal, there was no definition of pedal pumping. It was so broad. It was so dynamic. It still is. And slowly people would go, Oh, I like cranking. And someone would go, I like cranking too, but I don't care about the model. I care about the hand. I care about the, the, the hand turning the key. That's my fetish. That's okay. But if that person didn't get that particular portion, it, the whole rest of the video would be bad. Well, that, and if, I, I feel like in the DVD days, that I'm was... Back, I'm VHS days. <laughs> Well, the VHS days, it was a little harder because if you spent too much time winding forward and back to find your favorite scene, you warped the actual VHS. Yeah, you did. The, but the, 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 DVD day, the DVD days made it a little easier on us. But you would go to your local, I don't know, um, there's VIP and Love Boutique now. I don't even know what they're... They, it was such and such book and card back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, or country news was the other um, euphemism. You'd go to such and such country news and you'd get your DVD and you'd bring it home and you'd watch it all the way through and you'd realize even in a quote-unquote foot fetish video, there was about 14 total seconds of stuff you actually liked in that video because it was all being produced by non-fetishists. Yeah, and they didn't know what what to do. They didn't know what what would would and would not be liked. They didn't know how a camera angle would look. Yeah, and and then they also just kind of did like, the foreplay was feet, and then it was 20 minutes of fucking. Yeah, if you were lucky to get that type of video. There were some that were missed. A lot of videos in that era were totally misadvertised, and they would sell for 50 bucks, and you get, if you're lucky, you get 20 to 30 minutes. I remember one video just popped in my head three minutes of three pedal 
three pedal video pumping. It was awesome. And then two minutes of bare. She went from stiletto heels to barefoot, no nylons. And then 15 minutes of her feet out the window. And she is on her cell phone talking to somebody. And it's like, everyone just got ripped off. And that's that's a newer video if she's got a cell phone. So that's, but this is why, if I could just, you know, this is why custom porn is so expensive. When people ask women to make them custom videos, this is why it's worth it. Because you're getting five to 10 minutes of exactly what you want from a model that you want. Absolutely. you know, the, okay, the, so, risks, the risks were so high for customs back then because everything was through email. Uh, you'd send money to a P.O. box. Only the person uh, that had a real address was was uh, the content creator. And you don't know what you're going to get until you get your tape in the mail. Right, and right. if you don't like it, too bad. You can post negative stuff on it, but you're, you're in the minority at that point. But they charged a lot of money for those customs because it's taken on a big VHS camcorder and then it has to be edited through camcorder to camcorder, camcorder to VCR. It took a long time to do those edits. I I, I know exactly what they went through. It's yeah. definitely gotten easier now. Oh, um, it is. Eric, is, is this something that your wife indulges you with? Is this something that you share together? No. Um, when we, we met on, of all places, we met on Yahoo and, um, we, she was taking a studying break from school. I, I was unemployed at the time and she found a, a, a single male in California and we just started chatting. So as, we, as we dated and got, as things started to get serious, I, I would buy her, um, shoes and, she always dressed really nicely, but she loved she liked she loved the the, the saltwater flats, those saltwater sandals. Which, by the way, if you put them in salt water, they disintegrate. <clears throat> but I never liked them, so I, I bought her like a pair of pumps, and she'd wear them, <laughs> no big deal. And I started to get a little more braver, and then you know we got engaged. I get a little more braver, then I I decided well. I'm going to take the next step. I'm going to buy her a pair of stockings. So I did that. She wore them. No big deal. Um, she never, I never revealed my pedal pumping fetish because I didn't know this at the time. It was actually really, really too late for me, but she told her mom and her sisters everything. And to this day, that still happens. And I would go over to the, the, the future in-law's house and I'd get weird looks. And it didn't it never dawned on me until one day I overheard her on the phone. It's like, did you just tell your sister about what we did in bed last night? And she goes, well, Yeah, I don't hide it. I don't hide anything from my family. And I said, There's things that don't belong out in the open. That was one of those things. I I dealt with that, not necessarily with my fetishes, um, with my my poly relationship status. I've had uh, OSOs, other significant others, my my non wife partners, uh, tell their family that I'm married, and I'm like, 
if you said nothing, they would never assume that. Why are you saying it? Yeah, I understand that concept. But so all my wife knows I love her to death, but I will never share this secret. It's my little secret. It's my part part of the world. I will not share with her. Uh, well, she knows well, I. Well, she knows I could shoot. Only... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. She knows I like high heels, and she knows I like nylons. Right. I've bought probably 400 pairs of of high heels for her. And when we got pregnant 11 years ago, um, she went from a size 10 to a size 11 wide. And miraculously, I'm a size 11 wide in women's also. So Interesting that you know that. Yeah. And my curiosity got the better of me one day. And I was now able to fully experience what had been... I've been lacking for all those years. And so, so do you put and, do you wear the the shoes and pump with them? Does that turn you on too? It has. Um, there, I've I've done it so much that it, it's kind of lost its effect. <laughs> ah, gotcha, mm. gotcha. Yeah, I, it, you're chasing it's the been, dragon of uh, of of kink. As it were, yeah. It it's it, it's been a long time since I've I've actually felt excited about driving with heels on. I do it almost every day. I I I, I commute very far from my job. I'll have two or three pairs of, of heels of some sorts in my car, and when it's just me in the car, which is almost all the time, I switch over, and I I I feel more confident driving. Because I know I'm now more aware of, of my surroundings. I enjoy um, not having my, I have plantar, plantar fasciitis. So what people don't believe is, it's like when I wear heels, when I'm driving, my heel is not my, the weight of my foot is not on the floorboard. It's mm-hmm. elevated and the heel is taken, my, is taken the weight of my foot. It actually helps relax my feet. Nice. There's an actual purpose for it. (laughs) Actually, makes sense. So the 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 point I accidentally interrupted you with is just that we um we don't normally hope that somebody isn't listening, but we'll uh, we'll count your wife again amongst our uh, our our few non-listeners and hope everybody else is enjoying the story. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, with nylons, I I got a my friend Bridget. When she had a subscription to Silky's pantyhose, and I, I, I was able to get a pair from her. And she's like, "Do whatever you want to do." And I tried them on. This was before the the shoes, because I, I there's only a few size tens I could squeeze into, but I had the pantyhose on, and it's like, "Oh my god, why are women complaining?" about wearing pantyhose. It's the best feeling ever. So, I think we complain about <laughs> we complain about things when it's when it's homework, when it's a chore, when we when we're forced to do it and we don't want to do it. But for the most part, I mean it and also most of us has been, have been wearing them our entire lives, so it's nothing new. But I can definitely understand 
never having tried them on. And then one day you put on the softest pair of nylons and it just feels like it's caressing your entire body. I mean, it's, they are extremely soft and they do feel amazing. So I can definitely see the attraction there. So then does this mean that you also have a nylon fetish? I would say so. I've, I, I, I have the, the silky subscriptions been active for about 14 years and my wife keeps telling me, stop ordering these. I'm not wearing them anymore. And it's like, I'm not ordering them. They come <laughs> automatically. And and she has noticed that less are in her drawer than uh, the subscription <laughs> would mandate. Yeah, she she's she hasn't really noticed. There's one drawer dedicated. That there, that there are some with runs in them? I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I actually wear them once and I throw them away. I, I don't wash them or anything. No. If I wear them, they they go in the trash, not not in the house. Yeah, she should realize that she doesn't have uh twelve time, twelve time, twelve per month times how many years are not in her drawer. Yeah, you can. The minimum order is four, but yeah. I've actually converted from buying um, stockings and pantyhose to uh, socks and knee highs. Mm. Uh, they're easier to put on for me in the mornings because I, I just can't put pantyhose on in the morning. Yeah. But I can but I could slide a pair of knee highs on, put my pants on. Nobody knows. My son doesn't know, my wife doesn't know, but I know. Have you tried thigh highs? Have you tried thigh highs? I have a lot of those. I mean those just make you feel sexy and they're easier to put on than a whole body suit for they're, sure. They, they definitely are, but I I, I, I like the feel of pantyhose when I go to bed on, in the wintertime. And it's just, it's just a nice, cozy feeling. And I, I know some completely non-fetishy straight men uh, of Canadian uh, origin who do that without a second thought and don't consider it anything aside from necessary fucking warmth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If where I live got any colder, I, I I could maybe make that argument, but but my Yeah, my... you're not quite in the right part of the country to argue that. Maybe if you were in Seattle, but not necessarily in San Francisco Bay. Exactly. But for the for the most part, you know, I, I started to experiment and when I'm home when I'm I'm home alone. I I will indulge and it it helps with my stress and my anxiety. It's just a big mental release. And that's all it is for me is just a mental release. And I, you know, the job I do today, I need that. And then, you know, like tomorrow I'm going to be driving for four hours to get to my, to my new, my my workplace. So I'll have, I'll probably have thigh highs on my, my regular, uh, work pants on, and I'll have a pair of uh, stiletto heels to drive in, or my wedges, depending on how I feel in the morning. And I get to my my hotel room, I'll go to bed, and next morning I'm driving off to the next place, and I'll have a pair of pantyhose on or my my, my thigh highs. And you know, I mean, when I get to, when I get to an office, I can't wear them because for safety purposes. But when before my day is done and there's no one in the office, I will. Put, put heels on and I'll walk the office because I can and there's no cameras to see me and I, I can get that feel that and I can I get that stride going get that feel of empowerment you know it's like this is what women can feel it's they feel true. empowered they're, they're the confidence the, the you know 
So watching I, your- I mean, anything that brings you pleasure, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's not hurting anyone, it's not yeah, harmful I'm- to anyone, then by all means, like, please indulge. I, yeah. I want to take the audience's position here and just pose the question. And I have my opinion on this question, but I'm going to just, for the genericity of the audience, I'm going to, I'm going to ask. Go for it. Is this cross-dressing or not? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to also admit, um, I'm a bit, I'm a big guy. My wife is also, um, big also from, um, pregnancy. I have tried a, a dress or two that she has just to get the feeling of what she's experiencing. And, you know, it's fetishy sexual empathy. That's a good term. I like that. <laughs> I, I've, I've had a, I, I've, Amazon is also your friend. And I, I bought a, a denim skirt for my wife and I forgot to give it to her. Honest to God, I forgot to give it to her. And uh, it fit, it fits me. And I, at home, I, I put it on and I'm walking around and heels thigh highs and a t-shirt and these denim this denim skirt and it's like this is how women can feel and you're fucking super sexy you're fucking super sexy (laughs) so i i I want look i look in the mirror it's like those are my legs holy smokes (laughs) (laughs) but you know per, per per pedal pumping driving with those with those garments on it's like this is really an empowerment. I feel, I feel really good. I'm not hurting anybody. Like you said, right. I'm, if I get pulled over by a cop, it's going to be really embarrassing, but there's nothing wrong with what I did or what I'm doing. You, you realize those guys have seen guys and women have seen far, far crazier than a man driving home from work in heels. Right. So when it comes down to it, you might think it's what you might feel embarrassed, but you're probably not shocking them because they've seen a thousand times worse. Shit, they're probably wearing them themselves. Uh, some of them are. I mean, come on. Sure. <laughs> so in my mind, my aunt top toes answer to the question is, I wouldn't call it cross dressing. I it's definitely fetishy exploration. I don't yeah. think so. But there's nothing, the, the, to me also, there's not, no issue with the definition of cross-dressing one way or the other. Um, I have a favorite comedian. Uh, I love Eddie Izzard. He's a British comedian. He's a cross-dresser. Uh, recently, he made statements that made it sound like he came out as trans, and then he made statements that said, no, I'm not, I don't need to be defined. I, he, she, him, they, there, he didn't care. They didn't care. Eddie doesn't care. Um, but in his 90s, early 2000s routines, he would say most most cross-dressers are heterosexual males. It, it's not a gay thing, you know. It's, no, it's, it's, it's just that women actually, I'm sorry, have his, better clothes. His, women... his exact quote is, most transvestites fancy girls. Because we got to put it in the British, as he put it. Um, and no, there's the difference between transvestitism and other sexualities. Transvestitism is fetishism. 
it's not it has nothing to do with transgender or bisexuality or anything else me as a bisexual male i enjoy men being men in nylons i enjoy women being women in nylons i enjoy all for all stripes of transgender folk being transgender folk in nylons i enjoy sexy people but you know for for me it was just curiosity it's like how does how does the other half live with this and it's it's like wow this is i've been missing out for a long time they just make better things prettier things nicer sweeter softer things for women i mean that's just the truth of it it sure is but you know i there's a you know when I, i go for a drive or something you know, if I drive my pickup, I I record myself and I will go back later and look just to see what I did. <laughs> just to see mm. see my legs, see see the pedal movement, see watch the, the angle my, my ankles angle in the shoe. And that see is, um... where I put the high heel and, and how I push the pedal down and all that stuff. And it's like, wow, that's it's different. Driving is one experience, but watching the after, after the after you drive and you watch it later, it's like, oh wow, I remember that. Yeah, I felt pretty good too. Hmm. <laughs> like, look how hot I looked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, that is what is um, uh, sort of metaphorically referred to as masturbatory. Of yeah, and I'm guilty of it because I've listened to our podcast and gone, damn. That was that was a hot thing we talked about, and you know, <laughs> I'm not saying it's literally masturbatory, but it's just um, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, you go back to your own work, and you, I've gone back to my own. Um, at one time, I used to do some um, written uh, porn um, erotica. Erotica, thank you, Jesus. Yep, yeah, it's getting it's getting long, and we need to uh, decide, and I think. Unless any has or any or Eric has somewhere to go, I think we're going to get to take a break and come back with a a shortened third segment. I I've got all the time in the world now. I do too. Any this is on uh, you. I I don't unfortunately no. All right. So we can do another ten minutes maybe and wrap it up so we don't have to rush. But all right. So do you want to take a break here and we'll come back and wrap it up and promise that we'll get uh, Eric back on the air at a later date because Absolutely. this conversation could go on forever. I do want to come back and I have a little list of rapid uh, fire stuff. No, no. It's, it's a little list of like a uh, sub fetishes of pedal pumping. And uh, maybe Eric can tell us, like, sort of really quick if he likes it or doesn't like it. And also maybe which ones we're missing. Absolutely. Sure. i do right, my best. So let's take another quick break. And when we get back, we'll jump into all that. All right. All right. And we are back. Uh, just chatting it up with Iraq here, who has been 
such an amazing guest, right? I mean, so full of information. And I think so good. So I, I think you could just pick his brain about his own personal experiences, like for the rest of the evening, really. Um, good. But, you know, we, we, we keep like, we're jumping all over the place because that's exactly what we do. Um, but I did want to bring it back to pedal pumping a little bit. Um, like I said, I had a little list of the subcategories of pedal pumping. Um, and I want to know if it's something that Eric enjoys and uh, if it's something that, that that you agree with that should be in the pedal pumping world. Um, and then let me know if I've missed any because, you know, we're not we're so inexperienced in this. It's all new. Sewing um, machines. But okay. So we talked about feet and shoes. So that, I mean, you know, um, there's a cranking. Yep. So uh, that can fall under a damsel in distress where it desperately needs, where she desperately needs and wants the car to crank. Um it also falls under femdom, which is where she's punishing or beating up a car. And then there's revving, right? It's like dominating the car, but also mm-hmm. appeals to people who enjoy um, the car's mechanical response. And then there's getting stuck. So generally another damsel in distress scenario. So the vehicle is stuck in mud, sand or snow, etc. Um, I did have someone request a pedal pumping video from me where I was pissed that the car wasn't going faster. But I was already driving and pumping and then I was just really angry and like cr- cussing it out. And I think oh, that the, has the slight humiliation. Honda Civic scenario? Huh? I said the shitty Honda Civic scenario? <laughs> <laughs> I think that had a, like a slight humiliation connotation to it. So... Um, and then there's a, a brake failure. So where like the driver bands, bystanders are in danger. Um, yep. it's like slippery pedals or some kind of obstacle keeping, um, keeping us from operating the pedals properly or safely. And then there's crushing objects with the car. And I don't know if that can be considered or should be under pedal pumping. Uh, and then vehicle or machine. Um, generally, each pedal pumping fan will have their preferred vehicle or machine. So like big rigs, race cars, classic cars, sewing machines, pianos, organs, foot pumps, drums. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Some fans get specific to the year and make and model of the car. So is that a pedal pumping fetish or is that a car fetish? So... It kind of it can kind of go in two ways. There are people who just want to see the car being dominated, and they don't care about the person doing it. They want to see the outside of the car. They want to see the the exhaust coming out of the muffler. They want to see the tires spinning. They want to hear yelling and screaming. The car isn't starting. And then there are those who want to see all of that from the inside of the car. And they don't care what's happening on the outside. So a lot of videos try to incorporate both. So does it fall under pedal pumping? That's a, you know, that's a good question. And I I would probably say, unfortunately, it has to. Because it's, it's, 
to do those things on the outside requires those actions to occur on the inside, which is pumping pedals. So in my opinion, I would say it falls under that category or genre of the pedal pumping genre, but maybe not higher, high in the hierarchy, but kind of maybe the the second level, maybe third level. So other than the driving, is there any, any one of these little sub genres that can get you going or that can... Yeah, how about how about the non-automotive stuff? Sewing machines, yeah. pianos, drums. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, sewing machines, not really, but um, <laughs> piano pedal, piano pumping with the right pair of shoes. Yeah, it, it definitely can. Even if even if it's like a somebody who can't play the piano, it's just watching the feet. You know, m- 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 melodically. yeah melodically Mm -hmm. push pedals with a high heel you know showing some leg and guess what happens it's like it's like instant magic um same thing with the drums it's much harder because you're the the drummer's hidden away behind behind the drums you know camera has to go all the way around to watch that so yeah, I, I can I can see those types of pedals being a turn on as well, but for the most part, I have to go back to the car thing. It's like you want to see a woman's foot dominating a pedal to make something happen. So for a car, you want it to rev up. You want it to get stuck. You want a little bit of fear. You would look into brake failure, which is. Believe me, don't do it unless you know what you're doing. It's very dangerous. And I've 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 consulted a little bit with some other people a long time ago on how to do it safely, and it's I even have regrets just bringing that back up. Um, it's not something for the faint of heart. I'll just say it that way. And there's a it, there's safe ways to do it, but it brings a th- an internal thrill. It's not like you want to hurt. You don't want to see somebody get hurt. You know, you don't want to hear screams or blood spewing all over. You just want that fear of excitement. That was behavior. The thing about anything sexual is it's a buildup of tension and final release. Yes. So something like that is an insane buildup of tension. Oh, yeah. And and uh, it's it just doing brake failure videos is, is very difficult already on its own it requires an enormous amount of editing i've personally never tried it to edit one or i never even thought of creating one it was just i just couldn't bear myself to do it if i did something wrong there are guys that have done it very successfully i might add but you know a lot of it is build up to uh, to the climax so you would have your model driving regularly no big deal and then a little something in the road happened it's like oh the you know hit the pedal a little bit up we're not moving very well and just you just they're just trying to create build that story up to the to the climax part where you know something finally happens but you don't know what it is and it could be it could be you know it could be cranking it could be having to stop your car in a ditch and, and hitchhike to grab another car or getting into a, to a, uh, uh, a piece of big machinery and trying to use it or a golf cart, for instance, golf carts are 
have humongous pedals and a little tiny foot with the the five inch heel on the giant golf cart pedal. It's something to definitely want to do. It, Even though it, they only go like eight miles an hour. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's about the feeling in this case, not the speed. <laughs> but but um, you're you're really close up to the to the wheel, so it's not like you could stretch your legs out. You know, for driving videos for me, I I like to be I like the seat to be pushed back as far as possible. Um, to be one to be safe, two so a camera can get in there and catch capture the action. And you also want it so the driver's not crunched up there right up against the steering wheel where it could pose a danger. They used to say driving in high heels was really bad because you're close up to the steering wheel and you're, you have a, a high heel and you're not used to the pedals. It's like, no, it's because your seat is still too close to the steering wheel. If you're wearing a, a two-inch platform heel, back the seat up a few inches, a few notches, and try it out before you start moving. It's there was, a, there was a 70s, 80s urban legend that it was illegal to drive barefoot. Actually, wow. I, th- I think it was a California law, and it's still in play. Because, and the reason is because in an emergency, you wouldn't be able to so- – your foot may not be able to solidly push the brake pedal. But I'm not 100% sure of that. But I, mm-hmm. it could be an urban legend. Well, but now I, that all the cars are drive by wire and not legitimate yeah. throttle cable, I don't think it's even a relevant concept. Well, back then in the 70s, 80s, it's like a lot of cars didn't have power brakes. Yes. <laughs> that was that was the fun part because now it's like you can really see the a woman's leg muscles, you know, ex, ex, accentuating. You know, with yeah. On it's like now you see the whole highlight of the leg. You see the muscles. Uh, the, the definition of the calf muscles just waking up. You see everything just wakes up because now there's a force that has to be pushed. I, and- uh, I had a reverse issue. I allowed uh, Bliss to record in my um, company car, typical American fleet car. Mm-hmm. And um, without the ignition on, just doing a, a an un, unstarted kind of... Uh, damsel in distress uh locked up the brakes so hard that i had to bleed them before the car would start oh wow wow that's that's well that's definitely a a car you should have (laughs) kept no bs american car automatic fleet car bullshit no i'm happy don't have it yeah, but it's a car you could you could thrash up and not. Care. Oh yeah, because I I didn't own it. Yeah, I couldn't allow her to use it for a lot longer. But yeah, but but other situation. most stuff with pedals, <laughs> any you pretty much covered as much as I can think of. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's in, more that we just. You, oh, there's you a, watch. a little later. You're going to be laying there going, "Oh shit!" There's also this. Yeah. Like <laughs> being, being being stuck is. Not fun to be stuck, but to do it correctly, you need a second vehicle to pull, get yourself pulled out. You know, you you you, you want to do it with a car you don't care about. You're going to damage that car. So if you, yeah. if you set it up correctly, it's going to make for an awesome video or an awesome sight. 
and even it, behind the wheel, it's like you're pushing that gas pedal as hard as you can and you're not moving, but the engine's revved up. There's dirt flying all over and you see smoke coming from the back. It's just, it's like, holy moly, this is awesome. And you just keep that gas pedal to the floor and it's, and it's all controlled by your foot wearing a high heel, maybe, or what have you. Right. That's a lot of power. I, I want to find some stuff for pedal pump in the Jeep community because the Jeep people are so crazy on their own and got to be some great videos because they don't have doors on their cars most of the time anyway. Yeah, it, it, a lot of a lot of that stemmed from the Dukes of Hazard. Daisy did yeah. dri- driving her Jeep, no doors, stockings, high heels. Yeah, hey, it can be done. And you know, real quick, the 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 Dukes of Hazard movie that came out what a little while back that had uh, Jessica Simpson. I was watching some of the uh, some of the interviews with some of the crew, and they're like. Oh, something came up in forums. It's like, how come Jessica Simpson isn't wearing heels? She's wearing flat cowboy boots. And one of the stunt guys answered that. And he's like, she couldn't drive in heels. So we had to reshoot with her wearing the boots. And it's like, wait a minute. She, Jessica Simpson, who has her own shoe line, yeah. who stands up in front of in concerts wearing heels and she can't drive an automatic Jeep, a two-pedal yeah. Jeep with they heels on. automatic anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. And there's doors on the darn thing, which was very disappointing. And it's like, this doesn't make sense. Something happened. Because Catherine yeah. Bach would be in, in pantyhose and strappy sandals and with at least a four-inch heel, and she'd be, she'd be rocking that Jeep. I, I want to... I, I think I want to correct you. A four-inch wedge. I believe they're they were always wedges for her. Really? It could have been. All right, guys. As amazing as this has been, we have been on a really long time. I'm sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> no, 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 do not no, apologize. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? It's an absolute pleasure. Um, but I think our fans would kill us if we had a two-hour-long episode. So, um. Uh, any last questions, Top? Because I'm all out. Uh, I've I've interjected everywhere I felt I need to. I I found Eric to be amazing, and we have so much shared experience. And I think the more I've talked to him, the more I'm realizing that I have an interest in pedal a pumping that I didn't even pump. realize. Yeah, <laughs> it, everybody does. They just don't realize it until something yeah. occurs that brings it out in them. My, so, like, my friend Bridget never she wore she wore heels in the office. So I met her in an office environment. We're 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 in a platonic relationship. We're best friends. She would drive in heels. I would I'd, I'd stare. She knew it. Didn't say anything. And one day I wrote her a letter and explained my whole thing of why I bought her shoes for her birthday and and this that and the other. And she's like, "Well, it's about time you told me all this. We've known each other for years and years and now." Blah blah blah. And now she's when she would drive and we'd be in the car going somewhere and she'd drive, she would make sure I can look. And it nothing, you know, it's like it's hard to get excited when it's your, like your best friend. It was like she's like was kind of like my sister in a way. And it's like I can't really get excited about it. But yet, if I push the body aside, just concentrate on the shoes and the pedals, 
yeah, I, I kind of feel a little tingly and it feels good. And she, I... she would help get that, that mental release out of me without even trying. I'm but surprised today, who did that to me by bringing me to their pedicure appointments when they kind of got their platonic friend to realize what I was into and bring me to petty appointments. And I get it. Um, yeah, yeah my, we could go forever with this, but we got yeah. got to call it at some point. So thank you so much for being on the air with us. I want to say that we have a friend in you now after this uh, podcast. And that's fantastic. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, as always, to all of our listeners. Uh, we love you. We do this for you. And uh, this has been a great episode with uh, something we haven't done right in a while, focusing on one particular uh, sub-fetish of the, the foot world. So, And then we realize there's so many little niches within that, right? Oh, there's God, always. yeah. So- this could have been... We can get four or five hours. <laughs> but thank you both. All right. So um, I want to encourage our listeners. I want to encourage our listeners, you know, if they have any questions or something that we didn't quite answer because we go off on these tangents, by all means, please message or email us. Um, and we'll try to get our friend Iraq here to answer them for us. Iraq, did you want to, Eric, did you want to plug yourself? Did you want our fans to be able to get a hold of you or would you rather? I'm really not active anymore. The, 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 the vid, the clips for sale site is still up. It's been dormant. Um, miraculously, it's still there, but you well, know, you can get some passive income if you feel like pimping it. <laughs> it's, no, by all uh, means. It's uh, clipsforsale.com slash 58133. It's called the World of Foot Fun. And uh, the concentration is mainly driving. And uh, a lot of it is the candies, 70s candies shoes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I didn't break that up. That forever. Yeah, so I didn't bring that up. But I, those are my all-time favorite uh, shoes. I'm not a fan of heels because they can be kicked off too easily. But. The candies, day and night, I can never get. I can never get tired of looking at them. So, <laughs> E-Rock's clips for sales will be on the show links at ohthosetoes.com/slash/showlinks. And thank you again so much for being here with us. We really could go hours more, but uh, got to keep somewhat of the format, and we got places <laughs> to go and people to see. I understand. Thank you for having me, and. Um, Hopefully, um, we could do this again someday. I really enjoyed my time here. Absolutely. Speaking with both of you is just a privilege, and thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you as always to all of our listeners and viewers and supporters. Um, And as always, for those of you who are masturbating for any reason this whole time, you're welcome. Very welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.